Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. I'm Brandon Russell, online writer here at IFA Magazine, and joining me on the podcast this week is our editor, Sue Whitbread. Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's IFA Talk podcast. Uh, For any financial planner who's listening to us today, you know that it's never an easy thing to do to make the bold move of breaking away from an advice firm and a role that you've been in for a while that you're familiar with, and then putting in the huge amount of time and effort that it takes to get your own shiny new financial advice business up and running. So today we're really looking forward to someone who's just done exactly that. And it's and it's big thanks to you, Jack Mason Brown, for being our guest today. Just to let you know, Jack is a chartered financial planner at Mason Brown Financial Planning. Uh, it's a business which he set up in 2023, partnering with St. James's Place Wealth Management. So Jack, thank you for coming on the podcast. We're really Thanks looking forward me. to hearing about your experiences. <laughs> Thanks, oh, I'm taking that massive leap of faith, goodness. Uh, perhaps we can start the conversation by just asking you to tell us a bit about you and your career to date. Yeah, so I, I was um, in an employed role for getting on 11 or 12 years at NFP Mutual. Um, so I, I, prior to that, I was... Um, at University of Plymouth and did a master's degree, finished that, didn't really get a role in any uh, graduate scheme or anything like that. So I, I basically looked at different roles and um, looked at um, different companies and joined NFU Mutual. And it, I loved it there, really. Um, so I went through, worked for different different departments, um, mainly an admin start to start off with and then moved on to a customer inquiries role, um, taking frontline um, phone calls. Um, and then moved into a non-advice sales role, um, which I which I loved. Luckily, NFP Mutual um, saw what I was doing and, and actually allowed me to get my exams done, get my diploma done in financial planning. Yeah, that's great to hear. And Jack, congrats on your business and thanks for joining us today. What made you decide to go solo in the first place? So you touched on a little bit there, maybe you could expand. And what were the first steps you took? Um, so I, I probably think about going self-employed probably at the start of 2023. And it was just weighing up all the pros and cons of of taking that leap, really. Um, so I eventually went, I had my notice in back in October um, 2023. Um, and it was really just down to proposition getting a, a, a lot, lot, lot less really for clients. So you go out and see a client and lots of things you, you couldn't really help them with. And you couldn't really offer that holistic approach to financial planning. I suppose getting more qualified over that period, becoming chartered, you want to help clients as much as you can do. If that was becoming a lot weaker and a lot, a lot weaker proposition, then um, it was difficult to justify the the advice I was offering when I could be offering a, a better approach um, by by doing it on my own. Really, um, I'm quite a driven individual, um, so I, I kind of wanted to do something that I thought was gave me great fulfilment um, and more passion towards growing my business so that's why i took the, the leap of faith to to go self-employed um it's going okay so far um hopefully that carries on for um the foreseeable really um yeah i, I think it's more just down to the holistic approach of um like an offer to clients now more personalized service to them um i, I, th- I feel a lot of clients who come with me 
of really wanting to buy from me. Whereas I thought it was always be about the brand at NFU Mutual. It's not really, it's more about what you can offer a client, that long-term relationship and the passion I have in giving good advice is definitely helping with clients that we're, we're building a relationship with, with now. So what were those first steps that you took? Um, so first steps, um, I suppose, looking at different providers to start off with. So obviously you can look to St. James Place, look to a few other companies. Um, I felt that, so St. James Place stood out from, from most in regards to the service and the, the offering to clients and also the support they give to me. Also weighing a bit financially. So got two two little boys, um, brilliant wife, uh, who's very supportive throughout. Um, we just tried to weigh up what would the, if, the, if it did fail, um, how could we afford to carry on doing what we do now? So um, she's on maternity leave now. She's back in um, July. Um so I think, yeah, I think it was just making sure we're we're good financially, making sure we're we're looking at um, how I'm going to bring in clients because obviously I can't take any any few mutual clients with me due to a covenant put in place. So it's just thinking how we're going to acquire clients, um, and if it did fail, what would, what would we do financially? Luckily, we had a bit of savings behind us to to make sure we would be okay. But just making sure it's it's a basically assessing things really like we do in a financial review of a client look at all the risks look at all the benefits of doing it and i think the benefits outgrew the, outgrew the risk really oh well congratulations to you on taking you. that brave decision it, it can't have it's been. a weird time to do it as well isn't it so what my little boy six months old um to do it, you. you just found the right time and i think i i, I think i always i said to my previous employer i said i've always regret it by not going self-employed um, so that's why I took the the step to to go self-employed and yeah I'm loving it so far and hopefully that carries on. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. So, so Jack, how hard yeah. must it have been for you? Very daunting at times I'm sure. I wonder what were the biggest challenges that you faced in that initial setting up process and then subsequently in the day-to-day -day running of the business since then? Yeah, I suppose it's the, the, the biggest challenge, probably the client acquisition, because you, you, you have not bringing clients over with you. It's You're starting from scratch. You also want to make sure you get the right clients over as well, not, not saying loads of people with loads of money and everything, but it's more making sure the ones you can really help and really grow that relationship with over the years. Um, so client acquisition has been difficult, but what I've done is just throw myself into the deep end with most, most things really. Um, so try to say yes to as many things in the first few months, just to make sure that well, I'm basically trialing things to see whether they're gonna work or not. Um, I suppose the other risk in, um, when, it, when, also when, I, when I first started was making sure my workload was, was good. Um, so I think, going from an employed role where you work in 60 plus hours a week it's, it's quite quite a lot um i've tried to carry that on being self-employed really i think putting the hours in will hopefully help generate business and, and, and bring in in the right clients for me um so i try and get up fairly early still get cracking with the day and, and make the most of the day and and try and get as many meetings in in that day to make sure that um yeah we're we're helping to make clients um each, each each week um but also trying to 
build my client back by speaking about anyone else I could help with um, for, the, for different family members or different friends for different clients as well. Um, and also speaking to professional clients as well, so accountants and solicitors um, to try and bring in some leads that way. Uh, but a client acquisition is probably the, the biggest um, challenge from day one. Um, and from that, I think the support set James Place has given me in those first few months with the other areas, any queries I've got, they've been resolved quite quickly. So, um, yes, yeah, I think it, it's just that scary thing. Your first day, you think, right, what am I doing now? I said, do I <laughs> do I go out and about, knock on a few doors? No, you just try and put a plan in place um, and also try and set pressure off myself as well, thinking, right, I need to be bringing in this amount of income this this month. It's more just thinking, right, what what can I do for my business as a whole, but also what can I do for a client to make sure they're getting the, the best level of service from me, really. Um, you touched on, obviously, client acquisition being such a key thing, and I know a lot of our uh, audience always tell me that one of the key things they challenges they face is about marketing their business. Yeah. And is that something that you get help from SJP with, or is that business? Not, not really. No, it. That's my wife. She's been really good on the social media side of things. Um, I try to do a few videos and me filming myself and, and a bits, um, just so people know who they're dealing with. Um, I think marketing is is definitely new. So you'll speak to so many different companies and third parties wanting to help you with social media. And then they send you over the details of the the cost of doing that, and it's more than what you'll you ever bring in in the year. I think really. Um, so it's, it, I think it's just yeah, trialing things, thinking right, will that work? And then assessing it and saying actually no, that's not going to work for me because it's going to cost too much, or I can actually do do that myself by learning about it. Um, I think having Gemma and wife with me throughout that process to say right, do you think this is a good idea or not? Um, shall we do a post on Facebook, including this, or on Instagram or, or LinkedIn? Um, do you think it's it's likely to bring in the right reader and wanting them to know a bit more about it? And just throwing ideas around, really, with, with friends and family as well, and saying, right, I'm thinking about doing an article for um, this magazine. Um, do you think it's worthwhile me doing? Um, yeah, just, I think, when, whenever someone takes that leap of faith and goes self-employed, it, it can be really daunting, but as long as you've got the right outlook on things really positive about things and I think you, you you'll, you'll do well because people want to help you people want to buy from you and it's just making sure that they can see you're doing everything you can do is try and grow your business rather than thinking right well please give me a bank of clients for me to look after it shouldn't be that way it should be thinking right how are you going to grow your business how are you going to make sure your business is financially stable um, and how are you going to make sure your clients are well looked after um yeah so I think it's just having a candid attitude really with it and being very positive throughout um, whatever you do and, and trial things out, but don't spend the fortune on marketing companies no bits really. I don't think it's worth it. It's <laughs> <laughs> back to what you said earlier about just trying to say yes to as many of these opportunities as you can and it, yeah. that you've been doing that. Unfortunately, Jack, we are rapidly coming towards the end of this conversation. Oh, yeah. We also run another good bits as well. We've had a bit, had a bit of the challenges. I know it's early days, but so far, what have been the highlights and what have been the benefits of taking that step out on your own? And what tips would you give other advisors who might be thinking of doing the same? Um, I think when if you're in like an employed role already, um, you'll always focus on the negatives and think, right, well, there's you haven't got the the, the income stream coming in anymore. You, you haven't got a good lead flow and lead connections coming in. 
But the, the, the reason you, you did well in that employed role was really down to the service you offer to clients and people liking you. Um, and I think if you if you probably focus more on the positives about why you want to do it, so some of the positives to me would be having that a better work life balance. Despite working a number of hours, what the hours I'm working are all for me. They're all wanting to make sure that my business is 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 good in a good position financially. It allows me to take my, my son swimming on a Wednesday afternoon, um, taking football on Saturday mornings, and other bits like that. It's it's that better work life balance, um, or a better personalized um, approach for clients, and more holistic in regards to the areas we can help with. Um, probably developing my skills a little bit as well. Really, I suppose that's whenever you go self employed, you, you're thrown in the deep end. It's not just an easy day each week. Um, you are having to do think about several different areas which you probably haven't thought about and you probably develop your your personality and skills a lot more being self-employed and you probably become a better person because of it as well um obviously offering a better service clients also will help as well with that and what what tips would you give to other advisors who might be thinking of doing the same so be positive about it try to say yes to as many things especially in the first few months um just see whether it works or not um especially with networking events i think Try and say yes to as many of them. Some of them won't work out, um, but others will hopefully help you out going forward. Try to become more qualified as well. So I think I did my diploma um, back in 2017, I think. And I got chartered in two, 2022. Um, being chartered, it allows you to know a bit more about it. You want to help clients as much as you can do. You also want to make sure the advice you're giving to clients is right. People are more likely to buy from you if you've got more qualifications under your belt, I'd say. Jack, I must say, it's it's so refreshing to hear that story. And hats off to you for, for doing what you've done. And it, it, it shouts at me that your drive to really put clients' needs first and doing the right you. thing by them, yeah. uh, uh, it, you really deserve to, to have a business that gets that is thriving and that gets more and more clients that will will see that and will want to have part of that and to and to have your advice. So well done for you. We wish you all the best of luck in the world. And we'd love to talk to you again about how you get on, what progress for the business over the next year. So so hopefully you'll come back again and tell us how it's gone. Yes, definitely. Lovely. Thanks, Sue. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.